Hello, I hope you're enjoying the 2020 version of Ecumenical Matters. If you are, look out for Chatting Pictures podcast, recording with two Ecumenical Matters guests that are sitting right beside me. Say hello, guys. Hello. And what is Chatting Pictures podcast, Marty? Chatting Pictures is a chaotic journey through Irish cinema. Uh, a madcap recap of all the great movies of Irish cinema. What have we covered so far? Uh, we've covered, recently we just covered Michael Collins, we've done Grabbers, we've done Dario Gill and the Little People. Uh, many of those films do feature Father Ted actors, uh, which of course we will be uh, will be mentioning the, the podcast. So have a look for that, look for Chatting Pictures podcast or go to the website chatting.pictures, sponsored by hangsandwich.com. Ecumenical Matters, a Father Ted podcast. Uh, we're up to episode 24 now, the very last uh, regular episode, regular season episode, so we've made it, we've got there in the end. Yay! Uh, yay! 24! 24 episodes. So we still got a Christmas episode to go, and then I'm going to do a wrap-up episode as well, so that's what's coming up soon. Uh, and so we're not the grand finale? You aren't quite the grand finale, no. no. Are we, is this like an audition for the grand finale? Is well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, oh. If you know, if if I it had to be, to it. I mean, when you said it was episode twenty four of season three, I kind of like, yeah. Well, you get certain the gra- certain no. suppositions the last episode. might have been made. Well, you get the grand finale of the show, which is surely much better. Okay, yeah, all yeah. right. Uh, I'm all right. It's, it's, it's the grand finale of the proper show, of yeah. the main show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is significant. I mean, because there's that, there's like the montage at the end. I know. It's, it's yeah. Made me, made me weep nearly. It nearly made me weep yeah. as well. But should we get there? We'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get to that point. <laughs> but this is season three, episode eight, uh, going yeah. to America. And the two voices you've heard there are Marin McKinty, uh, an actor, writer, and producer, uh, and Dee Harvey, a uh, writer and producer. And I've just found out before we've gone to the mic here that these are both actually writers, get writers together. I didn't even realise you knew each other, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, how, what are you working on then? What have what you written before? We've written loads of stuff, um, like on the backs of menus and napkins and um, text messages. Nice. We've written loads of like joint composition of text messages a lot uh, no, R- but really it, angry ones like, yeah, so, yeah joyful ones oh, um, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> confused <laughs> going, going, going into a fifth page that kind of thing yeah, yeah. Um, no but we uh, we started we, we, we worked together originally um, mm-hmm. on something completely sac- separate and uh, then we just started chatting one day and yeah. started writing together we started writing together um, and tr- it start, we're drinking and eating peanuts yeah, which and is writing. Like, yeah, which is the the, the inspiration, <laughs> the the genesis of um our partnership, and then we um we wrote a few different things. We've written a few short films, and we've written a couple of like sitcom pilots and that kind cool. of thing. And and yeah, it's kind of a it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, exactly. Oh, um, cool, cool. And uh, you're uh, yeah. So and we've all worked together previously in the last week, actually, yeah. uh, at the Oliver Crack and Sketch Show. Uh, you were there, Marin. How did you find that? I was there. Uh, it, yeah, it was great. It uh, it went down a storm. We got a really good audience. Didn't yes, it? it did. Yes, and uh, your acting was fantastic. And my acting was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, James's was like, was like a little bit sketchy, but I mean, we all it was a sketch show. It was, a, all, sketch it was show. a sketch so. show. So I suppose it's fair enough. But we all, you know, we all just like you know held it together. Uh, but no, it was great. It was great. It was really good. I think it was because I don't know if you. I think yeah, you, you had described the premise of the show before. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
just a mad capital sort of League of Gentlemen type town in yeah. rural Northern Ireland. Aye, that's it. Um, but it was good for I think because the fact that like a lot of different people had written the different sketches, for them to hear them out loud and on their feet because so much of the time people write things in isolation, you know, in a corner of a room in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is my workstation. Or alternatively, my more productive one is over the Weatherspoons across the road. Ah, and very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's good when you do your writing in Weatherspoons, then when you hear it out loud from you know other people's yes, exactly, voices exactly. and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it was great. Oh, very good, very good. Well, uh, as I said, we've got a few parish uh, notes in the parish bulletin. Uh, uh-huh. I said the last regular episode. Uh, but I went to a Father Ted quiz on Thursday evening. And, uh, Did you uh, smash it? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I, I went with the, the distinct, uh, <laughs> no. distinct purpose of going there just to make my team name Ecumenical Matters, the Father Ted podcast. So I get all these Father Ted fans to find out about it. Yeah. But the guy never read out the scores. He only read out the winners <gasps> and the runners up. So we didn't I win. I went to a quiz like that once. It's so boring because, yeah. like, the whole point is that you know, like, even if you didn't win, that like, you came one point ahead of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and exactly. You so you team. exactly so you know who your enemies are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that is like denying you the experience of the battle. Well, yeah, exactly. So we just read them out at the end. That's more like doing a no, test. Not, not even all. Not even all the scores. That's just rubbish. the winner and the runners up. So. <laughs> but it's uh, the QUB uh, quiz okay, society. So, but what, how how was it? Was it good? So you didn't uh, see so win. Well, yeah. There's a few questions I, I completely forgot the answers to, and anyone who's been listening to the podcast knows I've got a really really uh, bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for a very like poor recall. Yes, That's yes. It. Not uh, not total recall. So even even the episode which I was editing today, the Owen McLove episode, there's mm-hmm. questions from that, and I couldn't even remember them, even though it was actually recorded last week. Oh, so Jesus. just sometimes when you're t- when you're so close to something, and it's, yeah, it's just right there, you know? it's just right there. But what uh, positive come out of it? The room was full of 19, 20 year old students, and they were all massive fans of Fatherhead. So clearly, it is officially now intergenerational. Oh, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's gone down in the ages now because mm. some of these people weren't even born when Fatherhead started, like so. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my you think about that? Like it's twenty one years since it started. What's the episode with the baby in the box? Is it a, is it part of the Chris like the Christmas episode where there's like the baby on the doorstep? Uh, it must be the Christmas episode. I think it's maybe yeah. the Christmas episode. But that baby was like the middle or the middle child of the family who owned the house. Oh right. Yeah, right. yeah. And she is now yeah, like in her uh, she's like eighteen or nineteen. Oh so my God. you know. Or maybe, maybe she's even 20. I it's know, it's going to be like the Nirvana baby. It's yeah. just going to be wheeled out every five years. And it's like, well, here she is now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's like, have you ever, you've obviously been down to the house and you know I where it is. I haven't actually, no. You've, no. Really? But we had, had, uh, we had a married couple who went on their honeymoon to the house. Uh, yes, which was quite cool. Very good. Because you know that they do this thing where you can come and you can have like, tea there you know and, and buns and that kind of thing you know when you book in and, and the lady of that she, she you know puts this on yeah, yeah yeah and it's um oh it's brilliant and i mean it's just like absolutely full of super fans and it's a way for them to you know make something of the fact that people go there yeah as like a site of pilgrimage and now i've been there two or three times and i've like not even a couple of times where i've been there i've been there not near the house and I've seen people go up and you know stand outside and all that kind of thing, and it's so oh, it's such a double edged sword. It's quite a catch twenty two for them yeah, because yeah, they, they you know they about exactly they know like they know what it is. You know it's this piece of like popular cultural heritage, but it's also their home. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's like a constant audience there, whether it's like a hen party or you know tourists who are over from South Africa or you yeah, know right, yeah right. Well, yeah. So do people go past the gate? 
But, oh yeah, people do go past the gate. Right up to the windows now, because that is the, well, a bit invasive. There are people who will be that intrusive, despite the fact that there is a sign at the gate that says, you know, please respect, you know, private property or whatever. Yeah. Um, and some people will just like take a photo from the road and like, you know, move on or whatever. I will have seen people on Facebook with like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, oh, I just think you know, it's it's quite it's quite a difficult tightrope for them to to walk sometimes. Um, well, I mean, if they but, really, but it's just, it's huge. I mean, it's there on Google Maps. You know, you put in Father Ted's house, and it, wherever you are in the world, it will bring you to it. Well, so, yeah. But if they, if they wanted to stop it, I mean, they could paint the house or something, and just make it not as quite as make it appealing. Look different. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But, but you know, you wouldn't want to do that. Like no, 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 uh, no, no, no. Like, why should they have to? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Uh, but a few other wee things. Uh, Motherland, the Graham Lennon series that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. has actually been picked up for a full series. Did you actually get to watch it? No. Yes, I did. I saw it. It's fantastic. It, it really was brilliant. Uh, so you're not allowed to have your own opinion on it when when you see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well, I saw the trailers for it and I was like, I, that's all, I, that's like my whole life. I just don't want to watch a thing about being stressed, bringing your kids to school. Oh, it, get, it gets worse than that. She, uh, <laughs> she keeps gathering up all, all the people's children over the course of the day. Like, it's mm-hmm. one day. And it, I, I didn't think I would like it because it's about, you know, motherhood and stuff. And really? I, I why did you think that? Uh, why I don't think just I just like because it. You, just because you, you thought you wouldn't like it just because it was about motherhood. Uh, well, I thought it wouldn't really appeal. To, I, I wouldn't have anything to relate to. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it did. Even it though did, you yeah. have a mother. Yeah, but she's. I wasn't that uh, stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful for her. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was brilliant. I had uh, Philomena Conk in it as well. I forget her na- her actual name, but she's mm-hmm. always been known as Philomena Conk. Who's she? She was the one, the ginger-haired one, who. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh she, yeah! She, had this great she like, oh, you went to spoil it for D. No, no, it's, it's just one joke. Like she, she uh, the main character comes into her flat because all her friends have sort of abandoned her, and uh, <laughs> she just comes into her flat, and the car- uh, film in the comes just opens the cover and just in one quick movement just catches a cup that's falling out, <laughs> and it and stinks something of it. It's, it's just like a little moment that was uh, that was brilliant. Uh, but the other thing is, um, uh, that's a bit of an insider one. I, I do this thing called e- Meet Your Maker. It's a feature where I count the uh, the cameos by Graham and Arthur. And apparently, I missed one in episode one. And thank you to the Ash Preston on Twitter for pointing out that I missed that. So the score is now seven five to Arthur. But it doesn't change the result. But I just had to clarify for oh, there four we people. Go. So yeah, Good. So to I, keep on top of that. Exactly. Don't don't uh, don't ever say I'm not honest in this podcast or can't take criticism. <laughs> like to deal in factual accuracy. Exactly. Thank you very much. Exactly. Well, we'll get into the episode then, uh, and we'll start off by going to the title, which is called Going to America, which I believe is a parody of Coming to America, mm-hmm. the 1988 uh, Eddie Murphy film, which I have not seen. Have any of you seen it? Yes. yes. Is it any good? Is it worth recommendation? Mm, I think it was one of the like lesser Eddie Murphy 80s films. Like I don't think it's it w- oh, it like it's not Beverly Hills. Cop. No, it's not Beverly Hills Cop, but it's a, but it's a little bit kind of like it's cult, not like the cult one where classic-y. he brings a child to somewhere. It's not like that one. No, no, it's, no. It's okay. So, well, that's uh, that's where the title came from. Anyway, it's just that the, the titles uh, up until season three were all very nondescript mm-hmm. and very difficult to uh, difficult to actually ascertain which episode you're chatting about. Uh huh. Because the you know the racism episode. Uh-huh. The, the, the title wo- is the "Are You Right There, Father Ted?" So it's like. If you saw that on the list, you would know that was the rest of the mm-hmm. episode. Like so, at least this one was a bit more, a bit more descriptive, uh, and it's about obviously uh, Ted gets invited to go out to America, and we'll, we'll chat about that. But we open up in in a priest conference. And uh, you know Father David Covenant, and this is Father Brian Eno. Ted, have you got a moment? Just one second. He's got a job. Kevin, 
Kevin, what's going on for goodness sake? I can't go on. Don't be silly now, Kevin. Oh, it's pointless. Well, what did I become a priest for anyway? What an utterly useless waste of time. I'd, I'd been a more use sweeping roads. Would you listen to me? It's fabulous being a priest. Think of all the comfort you bring to the sick and dying. They love it. They can't get enough of it. <laughs> and what about your friends? Father Alan here, for instance. I've never met him before. <laughs> all right. Um, anyone know him? No, no, no. no. <laughs> all right. I I'm your friend, Kevin. Really? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> now stop all that nonsense and come on. Okay. I'm coming in. Well, welcome, welcome, Ted. That silver-haired priest, what's his name? Why, that's Father Ted Crilly. Crilly, huh? Thank you. And who are you? <laughs> Sorry, I went over there. What'd you say? Yeah. Called It's Great Being a Priest, 98. Love it. And uh, I do have a bit of news in that. Last night I was down with a bit of a reunion with all my friends down in Roma, mm -hmm. and that's why my voice is a bit uh, croaky. I was up to about half three and was woken up about half nine. But anyway, uh, found out. six hours, that's plenty enough. Yeah, exactly. enough sleep for you. Well, I had to, when I got back up there. That's a lie in for some people. I know, yeah. yeah. Well, Maggie Thatcher only got five and she was running the country. She did it, she yeah. did it on four. Four? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although mm -hmm. maybe it would have been better for everybody if she'd had a bit more sleep. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. Arguably. Years of sleep <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I found out one of the people from my year group in school has now gone to Maynooth and is going to become a priest. Wow. wow. And yeah. he's probably the only one in his year. Well, he must be very lonely now. Well, he. he uh, I don't know. I feel like there's probably been a bit of. A resurgence? A resurgence. Well, not, I mean, like, you know, as in like the numbers have swollen from three to four in the last, you know, few years. But that's I that's think. That's a 33% increase. There you go. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, you know, when it's when it's popular, well, globally, yeah, but not for the whole priest thing. I think just people go there to do other things. Well, what else do you do? I mean, you can do anything. It's, it's a temporary, is it? Or no, it's a good day. Get out. This is this is quite a small island. There's not that much information on it. Well, there's a, quite a few <laughs> medium-sized towns that all sort of meld into one around the Midlands. Um, you know, Newt <laughs> is in County Kildare, right, in the province of Leinster. Heard I know, of it, right? I know Leinster, yes. I know Kildare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Maynooth has uh, National University of Ireland, so ah, yes, the same as Galway. It's a bit smaller, but they, you could do any. You could do science or oh, okay. arts or whatever. Like it's a, it's Humanities. A, it's a university. Can't be a priest's thing. I guess they realised a long time ago they had to diversify. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, that's Maynooth College. Uh, well, so there's a, a seminary. There's a seminary. There's a seminary. Well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'd imagine there's theological, theological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. No, he was. Uh, so it's a bit of a sad story because his dad died quite recently, and he uh, he started putting on his Facebook about six months later all this really, really anti-gay rhetoric. Like, really? really, this is against God's way, and I was like, really, what, what, what started this? Mm -hmm. And then I found out last night that he's off to seminary. So. Weird, weird, but uh, maybe he'll be going to the It's Great Being a Priest 2017 20, uh, then. Well, it'll be a few years down the line now. It's a seven year course, isn't it? He has some time to put in before yeah. he'll be going to. It's great, it's, it's great to be studying to be a priest. You can Ex go there first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the seminar, uh, at the seminar uh, the Tommy Tiernan is standing on a ledge while Ted schmoozes with the other priests. Uh, it seems a bit weird seeing priests schmooze. Like, I know. Do you think that really happens down in like 
Do they have conventions? Like? Yes, yes, they do. do well, they? Definitely. So you'd be more informed in this because you do, you do your show, Sunday morning show? Yeah. Yes, and I frequently go to priests' conferences, so I can um, account for the fact that there are many, many really? of them. Not, not, not so much, but like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, a priest, a priest is still a human being, James. I know. He can like, schmooze with the rest of them. But is it, is it a different <laughs> atmosphere than when they're just, you know, going around the parish and... Because they're together, so they don't have to do their, you know... But that's the whole that's the whole Father Ted thing, isn't it? The it's world the, of priests. World so of all yeah, the things yeah. that you'd normally have. That's why it's so funny, like in that bit, because it's just such, such a w- weird room and all these priests just standing around talking. Well, they're doing this sort of, you know, industry networking thing. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, you <laughs> so know, what I, mean, when like, yeah. I, I know you're probably about to move on to it when like Tommy Tiernan's like on the ledge and he's like, I just don't see the point. <laughs> and Ted's like, sure, think of all the comfort you bring to the sick and the dying. Sure, they can't get enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he like whips that one out straight away. It's like, this is what we're really good at. Yeah. You know, in times of crisis, people are all over us like a rash. We, we, you we, know? we need the priests then. Uh, but yeah, so Tommy Tiernan obviously wasn't networking hard enough because nobody knew him apart from Ted. And Ted only knew him because yeah, yeah. he didn't have money. This is it. I mean, Tommy Tiernan, I mean, we don't know what parish he came from, but it could have been, it, it probably could have been a, you know, a one horse town, one priest parish type of scenario where you can imagine it would be quite lonely. I mean, yeah. Ted's in, you know, a fortuitous position there in Craggy Island. There's huge volume of them and, yeah. you know, great, you know, crossing well, the. Inter, in, intergenerational you've got you know your young priest your old priest and your teeny tiny little lady yes yes <laughs> well the, the, the priest or parishioner ratio on Father on Craig Adams is very very high I would imagine yes uh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> three <laughs> priests for about you know 80 people or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not all of them go to the masses we found out over the course of the series uh, but yeah Ted, so Ted actually manages to talk him down from the ledge yeah. uh, by just giving him some reassuring words and actually has to catch him because he slips off yeah uh, so yeah, it's very treacherous, uh, very treacherous business. Uh, There's a lot of a lot of strength in Dermot's Dermot's hair. I think you know. I think that's probably what what, 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 what equips him with the ability to do things like that. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it does get the attention of a very mysterious American accented priest, accented priest, uh, who we find out is called Doc Father Buzz Doctor Father Buzz Doctor Father Buzz Cagney. It was funny that he had like the Don Draper look. He <laughs> did. <laughs> Years before, maybe Don Draper was like based on Father Buzz Cagney. Well, every possibility. Yeah, because he had that. Those priests built America, so they I'm. Did. You know exactly, exactly. Well, there was something was very priest-like about Don Draper, apart from the sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> if you put that aside, <laughs> I mean, you got a priest, you got an ad man, basically cut yeah, from the same yeah, cloth, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's all, it's all about the message, really, isn't it? And yeah. they had that brilliant exactly. bit where he where he vanished. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he goes, where did he go? Like, oh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just went over there for a minute. <laughs> what, what <were> you <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was it was odd, though, because I remember at the time thinking, that's it's a very American look. Now, it might have been just because that guy yeah, was putting yeah. on such a, you know, Americanized accent. Was, yeah. he, was it an American actor? I, I don't think I don't, it was. I don't think it was either. I think it was an Irish actor. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but, I mean, even if it was an American actor... Chances are he was putting on a an American, an American in inverted commas accent. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, Hi, I'm Don McClure, and this is how we do things. Yeah, and but it did sort of have this sort of American look that maybe Don Draper. Is that that look now is pretty commonplace. Is it's, it? Well, I don't know. I haven't been to America for a while. Well, I mean, like, they all like t- that now. I, well, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you, are you on your way over? <laughs> uh, no, you it's your vote. all over TV, like the. Uh, 
you know, you get all these sort of Don Drapery looking uh, actors on TV shows and stuff. Like sharp, sleek. Yeah, <laughs> and the sort of thin cylindrical face look, if you know what I mean. As opposed to sort of the Brad Pitt look or the Johnny Depp look or the Tom Cruise look. It's mm-hmm. now Don Draper look. It's the standard of loved, handsomeness. I would have loved a Johnny Depp looking priest in Father Ted at some stage. Well, Dread, yeah. Dreadlocks and eyeliner, Pirates of the Caribbean. Would have been great. Mm. That but probably would have been the first series four episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, so Buzz Cagney, uh, I think he's probably got his name from either Buzz Lightyear or Aldrin. Uh, don't or know which. Bo- or both. Or both. Uh, Probably both. James Cagney, who of course <coughs> is Scarface's personal hero. Or Cagney and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey, that's the detective show? Yeah. Uh, which one is that? Because there's so many of them. Is that the well, one it's the one that's not Lacey. Yeah, no, the, the other one. The, the other one. one. <laughs> the, other Lacey? The, the, Cagney. Her. the Cagney. The Cagney one. one. The Cagney one. Yeah. But which series is that? Which uh, is that the one? All of the series. That's what they're called Cagney. Oh, watch TV show? Oh, it's like the two. Oh no no, Cagney Lacey, they're like two American women. It's the women, yeah okay, yes, yeah. The, yeah the and because <laughs> the, there's, there's a few like of those, you know, Dale and Pasco and, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, but Cagney and Lacey are kind of in a separate. Also, Dale and Pasco is a, is English. Is it? Well, it's just the first one that came to my head. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I'd say Buzz Lightyear and Mary Cagney. Is that her first name? <laughs> do, you, do you think? Definitely. Oh, maybe she's not Mary. Mary is it Mary Lacey? I don't know. I don't know Cagney and Lacey. I'm not, not familiar with it all either. As you've already, it's already ascertained by this point. But uh, uh, yeah. Oh well, I thought it's it was still it's a good it's a good name. It, it is, is a good, a good name. name. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's memorable. Like yeah. In yeah. fairness, though, you know, Cagney's it's it's not it's not wholly an American name. There's it is quite an Irish name. It is quite an Irish name. I was going to say there's some Cagneys in Drogheda. Mm-hmm. No, there's a pub called Cagney's Drogheda as well. Cagney's so, right, okay. I mean, so, so Father Buzz Cagney originally from Drogheda via LA. Yeah, yeah. Probably, I'd well, say. That's where his parents were from. Exactly. And also, that's why he was at an Irish priest schmoozing meeting. Exactly. He saw the value in it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And anyway, all Irish, all American priests seem to be Irish anyway. Most American people are, too. Well, that's true. <laughs> so they'll do the right thing. Yeah. We hope. We hope. <laughs> yeah, th- well, what I noticed over the course of this podcast is it's going to be like a historical artifact of just the world turning to shit slowly uh, as I go week by week. And it's definitely been an yeah. interesting year. So <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens with the US election, which looks like it's crumbling into, uh, into oblivion. But we'll not even get into that. Uh, we will get into the film club, though, because we have our first, uh, well, we have first in a while. And Harrison Ford jumps off the plane, and as he's falling, he fires back up the plane. Wow, <laughs> that sounds great. I'll go again this weekend if you want to see it. Brilliant! Oh, Mrs. Doyle, um, when you go home, Father Kevin will be there. He's staying until this depression or whatever it is lifts, so... Oh, uh... right. So, don't depress him. Yes, stay away from war and death and that whole mirror pension fund area. All right. I'll stick to things like puppies and cushions. Puppies and cushions. I'm, I'm in a better mood already. Father, that sermon today, frankly, it bored the arse off. Well, Eugene, I'm not here to entertain you. If you want that type of thing, go and see Jean-Michel Jarre or someone. When Ted describes uh, Harrison Ford jumping off a plane, mm-hmm. which I think was Air Force One, where Harrison Ford played the US president, actually. Uh, against Gary Sinise 
Nuts and Ease, the English one, Gary Oldman? Oldman. Gary Oldman, yes, as a Russian terrorist, I think. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. I don't think I've seen, I haven't no, seen I it. I think myself. I have, but I don't. Um, have you cross referenced it with the time that it would have been in the cinema? Uh, I didn't actually know. I didn't know that. But I do remember it was. I think it, it probably would have been like. Yeah, it was late, late 90s, yeah, so. <coughs> it was 98, wasn't it? Oh, right, okay. Well, and he, and he said he was, gonna, he was obviously very impressed because he was going to go back and see it again. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. You know, big Harrison Ford fan. Uh, but yeah, that goes into the film, film club. Uh, and then uh, Ted warns Mrs. Doyle that she needs to keep her conversation with, uh, with Father Kevin a bit you know, on light topics, such as uh, puppies and cushions. Yes. It cheers you up already, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the ideal scenario is she just starts talking to him about a cushion with a puppy's face on it. Well, there you go. Yeah. You know, that's a ticket to happiness right there. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Or, or, a or, a or a puppy's bum on it, like a real cushion that a, cu that a, pu that a real puppy is sitting on. That'd be nice. That'd be better than just. That's quite 2016 though, and like puppy paraphernalia. Puppies always like sitting on cushions. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but like, I was in George's Market earlier on today, and uh, and this is a, this is a plug for somebody else. But I walked past, you know, so in the the stands there, there's like jewelry and food and crafts and things, and out of nowhere, it's like pets, t-shirts, and I, and it's like, are they t-shirts for the pets or are they people's pets on t-shirts? Massive stand, probably pretty popular. Well, there you go. There you go. No. Well, you mentioned uh, cushions with dogs. You know, David, David Doherty Jeb, who yeah, was yeah. on the uh -huh. podcast a few weeks yeah. ago. Uh, he, in his husband's cafe, uh, all the cushions are like cushions in with cat and dog or puppy oh. heads and oranges and stuff. Ah. So, yeah. If Mrs. Doyle had one of those to hand, she you know, there you go. Probably Kevin would have never had a uh, problem. No. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> they can stop prescribing things like Brozac and lithium and just start handing out cushions. Hand out cushions. We should write to the NHS. We're doing great work here. Exactly, yeah. Well, <laughs> we should be funded. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, how you can mass produce, you know, cushions for, I don't know, three pound a go as opposed to a, a, a program of diazepam or whatever it is for hundreds of thousands. But uh, yeah, Ted has a very, very harsh critic come up to him after the sermon. <laughs> That's a sermon. Frankly, it bored the arse of me. Uh, well, I don't know. Did you ever have priests that were particularly charismatic? Because every mass I ever went to bored the arse of me. Uh, <laughs> I, no, well, I know my granny used to come out to our parish, especially to hear our, our parish priest do his sermons. I mean, I never used to go with her. Uh, I... I don't enjoy mass much, no. so yeah. But uh, but so <laughs> he should have been glad that the person was listening. Well, exactly. Yes. Because yeah. he wasn't even listening to himself because yeah. he didn't remember his own sermon. Like the, the usual, the <laughs> usual. Because I, I had relatives over from America last week and they were talking about going to mass and how how great you know how quickly it was over. Because I think in America it can go on for yeah. much much longer. Really. And right. I was saying, oh no, God, if you come to when you come to the new if a new priest comes to the parish. Here, like everyone would be like, "Oh, he's great!" In and out in twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> like nobody wants to be listening to a long sermon. I don't even. They barely get a sermon in, really. Yeah, they just like do all the bits that they have to do and move on. Yeah, yeah, because no one. Yeah, I, I remember Good Friday Mass. Dear God, there were like three hours or something. Yeah. And, uh, was there with my uncle and he had to? You, you know, don't have mass on Good Friday. You're oh, not, not even, mass, of course. You're not even a real Catholic. I'm very much a lapsed one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, distanced myself as much as I could Jesus from that whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why would we be celebrating with a big mass? Well, we're not celebrating, we're mourning uh, with a, yeah, a no theatre performance of people who. Yeah, yeah. Although, do you know what? Even though, like, Good Friday was always incredibly dramatic and sometimes, like, a little bit tense and kind of scary, especially for kids, 
depending on like what the music was like or you know how big the cross was or you know how much somebody was struggling underneath it I quite appreciate the drama mm-hmm. do you know because yeah. well, it was always really dramatic and so mournful and I don't know like back when you were kids and there would just have been like like everybody would have been going to that at the same time whereas you know if you're from like a big town and there's lots of churches all, you know all over it so there's loads of masses She's of people always boasting about how many churches Drada has well that's because it's um, actually called the city of hills and steeples mm-hmm. as testament to the Just amount of churches that are there well there you go then mm-hmm. um, you know including St. Peter's I know I know this already St. <laughs> Peter's Church which does hold the severed head of St. Oliver Plunkett I've actually been there major tourist attraction could you see the head I saw what looked like a, you know, a, a plaster cast mold or something. It, it looked it's like a statue or something. It didn't look like a no, an actual decomposed head. No, it's a head. head. It's a head. Well, it how is it being stored? It's not decomposed. It's preserved. It's, that's what you were what? able to By see. By holiness. By ho- oh, holiness, of course, yes. How <laughs> could I forget the healing powers of holiness? <laughs> yeah. No, but what I was going to say was, so, you know, every Sunday there'd be like like millions of masses to go to all over Drada. And, you know, people, people sometimes sauntered out into the countryside as well because... Maybe, like you say, there'd be a priest there who would do a mass in like 18 minutes or something like that. But on Good Friday, because of the fact that, you know, Good Friday sermons were all at three o'clock, like all over the town, you know, everybody would be there. It was just like, it was amazing. It was something really well, it does, see, special and dramatic. And I suppose if you, you know, if you think about what it was, it's like, right, the day that, you know, the saviour of the world, and look at me using my inverted commas <laughs> again, um, was crucified. That's a big deal for Catholics, is, yeah, you know. The, the, the head honcho, yeah. You got uh, well shafted. You got shafted exactly, by the lads. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so I, I heard a joke once. I don't know if you should tell it. Uh, <laughs> You're aren't you in like the comedy writers group? <laughs> I heard You've one heard joke. One, one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard one joke and I remembered it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. He tells it you loads. Bring <laughs> it next time, though. Will, yes, yeah. I can't. It's somebody else's. But uh, Je- Jesus was walking through the desert, and uh, he realized it's getting dark, and he needs he needs somewhere to he needs somewhere to sleep. So he goes to an innkeeper and gives him three nails. He says, "Can you put me up for the night?" <laughs> but uh, what I was going to say was that you must have very uh, good actors doing your Passion Play performances on Good Friday because ours were awful. I I didn't do you know. Yeah, but sometimes you know the way it's like. Sometimes a terrible performance is absolutely brilliant because it wasn't even a performance because you can because you can remember it and you know talk about it and interrogate it and criticize it and reenact it yourself. Well, you know that the, the Mel Gibson film, The Passion of the Christ, is based on the Passion Play. Yeah, yeah. It was only then that I found out that the, what those people kept going up to the altar and saying all those times was a play it's supposed to be a play because yeah, yeah. it just went up there and just flat uh, yeah. do you think they were just random people going up to the altar well I knew there were some important yeah. people in the parish like oh, the right, Eucharist right. <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you think they were like improvising <laughs> <laughs> well I was like why does it not just do one reading instead of all these tiny little readings yeah and you know they were just they would just read it so flat like they would yeah. put no you know no sort of colour on anything they delivered like it was I think you missed an opportunity, James. Uh, I think maybe that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like in here, I, I feel like in here, a little punches pilot in your voice. And yeah. Never, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Well, maybe if the, if the savior comes, you never know. They might, they might, the good thing is, you know, comes back. It comes might be me. Back. I, I've got these crazy ideas in my head that I'm the Messiah. Probably shouldn't encourage those, but uh, just saying. I think, I think <laughs> Jesus knew more than one joke. <laughs> so. I remembered one joke. <laughs> I'm trying to think if you can remember another one quickly just to <laughs> he knew loads of jokes and loads of stories and everything so 
Well, we were discussing this on episode nine. Uh-huh. Whenever you see films of Jesus, mm-hmm. he's almost the most uncharismatic person that you could possibly see. Like he's never he's never somebody that you could believe would sweep some sweep a lot of people up in his just his charisma and his magnetism. He's always this really dry and you know, let the children come to me or What about the life of Brian? See, that wasn't Jesus. That was Brian. But Jesus he's is not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, but Jesus is in, 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 I mean, you don't see him, but you hear us, him talking. You hear, hear of him, yeah. And he's, I thought he seemed quite charismatic. <laughs> I would have, I, be, I believe that. You, you, you would have dropped, you would have dropped the street at work and just followed him there and then. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the I was like, stop following this Brian guy and listen to this dude. Yeah. This guy's got to go on, this yeah. Brian guy, he's, <laughs> he's trying to get rid of us. Uh, but anyway, back to you, Ted. Uh, so he's got the critic. But yes, he, he suggests they go to see Jean-Michael Jarre. Oh, that is so funny. I've never heard of this guy. I've never heard of Jean-Michel Jarre. He's like a, you know, the, (laughs) he's like a French. He did like Sony Lumiere kind of electronic. He's in like electronic music artist from kind of 80s, ladies. Okay, so if you, if you want. You don't hear from either. No, well, I I definitely heard the name, but I couldn't, I'd know. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do you not know that? Yeah, no, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's oxygen, I think. Well, I I find that he's regarded as a pioneer in electronic oh, synth yeah, pop yeah. and spectacular events. So you, you yeah, don't, you he's a massive, he's thing. a massive, he's really cool, Jean-Michel Jarre. But, you but probably would have liked to have gone to some of those masses that, you know, Jean-Michel Jarre yeah. well, there you go. did do. See, that's... They, they didn't. They just didn't. They didn't wow me. But it was I mean? just. A, it was. A, it was. I thought that was a really funny line because it was just so, <laughs> oh, like such a thing an old person would say. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I go and see Jean Michel Jarre. Yeah. The guy's just like what? Well, yeah. It was right. He seems to come up with these random uh, references every so often. Like one time he, he said, "Oh, we're not Will Self or anything." I think Will Self seemed to be very. Uh, <laughs> A very uh, odd uh, reference yeah, just yeah. to fuck out of thin air, like. But but, uh, but I think there was always the thing of Ted having a very weird grasp on popular culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's another recurring, um, recurring like reference that it's not a cultural reference, but it's um, where they're talking about the pension fund. They're talking about some kind of pension fund that, ke- that, co- yeah. that keeps creeping up. What what kind of pensions were they? Well, he says the Mirror Pension Fund. Does that sound familiar to me? The Mirror. He says the Mirror Pension Fund. Right, so Do you know that? what that was? No. Or it must have been something that was happening at the at the time. I, I figure for it to keep coming up. Well, there was a thing with... Uh, it wasn't the Robert Maxwell thing. I was about to say Robert Maxwell. He had a thing where he... Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was. Financial improprieties before he died. Was that 1998? It would have been the 80s. Surely he died in the 80s, didn't he? That's what mm, I thought. I thought he was early 90s. Or did he? Mm. Conspiracy theorists of the world unite. Yeah. But no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pick it's up totally on that podcast. Yeah. He's, yeah. Pr- he's probably sitting there chairing the uh, Bilderberg meetings and stuff. Uh, yeah. Just from running, <laughs> running his puppet mastery. <laughs> uh, but we get another entry into the board games room. Uh, it's a bit more of a standard board game this time. Snakes and Ladders. Classic. Uh, yes. Uh, I haven't played that in years, uh, Snakes and Ladders. But That's because Snakes and Ladders is a game that only exists to teach children how to lose. Well, Like, there's no skill in it, there's no, you can't strategize, you can do nothing, you just roll the dice, that's it. So it has no purpose other than to teach yeah. little kids how to not lose their shit when they have to go down a snake. Which oh. obviously Tommy <laughs> did. Father <laughs> Kevin. Why his parents were so neglectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he had played that as a child, he maybe he would have got older. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking watching. I was going, his parents did not raise him right. He shouldn't be crying over 
<laughs> over falling down a ladder yeah. and Dougal is just brilliant in it when he's going well, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> you're going to snake town yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's return of dickhead Dougal I don't know Dougal's become a bit of a, a bit of an arsehole in the series uh, like he's yeah. he's he, just he's getting a little bit older he's pushing the boundaries you know yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. testing his limits and uh, well we, we said last time that uh, Ted's just a bad influence on him Ted, Ted's a compulsive liar that uh, over, over the course of the years it's just you know it's, it's chipped away at Google, Dougal's you know naive nature and yeah. his, his good heartedness because uh, last week when he he locked Owen McLeod out out of the house when the uh, the hordes of old women were finding him, he, he really enjoyed locking him out. Like so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Ted has uh, Ted has a debt with uh, with uh, Father Kevin, and he's like, oh, I forget how much it is. What was it? Ten pound? Twenty. It was definitely twenty. Let's nip that in the bud right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah board games room we, we've there's been a lot of board games over the course of the mm-hmm. series what uh, else has there been well, there's been Cluedo uh, with Father Hernandez brilliant yeah all them Protestants up to no good as <laughs> usual yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's there's been chess well chess never actually got played uh, it was always threatened to be played but mm-hmm. who, would pl- who would play chess and Father Ted well t- uh, Ted was always anxious to play it but Dougal preferred the sport of kings that is buckaroo so but then Buzz Cagney comes into the house my name is Father Buzz Cagney. I was at the conference the other day. I was hoping we could have a chat. I think you might be interested in a little proposition. And uh, then I was in Utah. Not a good Catholic market. Mormon country. Out there, a guy can have five, ten wives. <laughs> That's a lot of action. Action? Yeah. yeah. Hard to compete with that. And then I was in Reno. Reno? I believe that's very like Wicklow. I did a mass in Wicklow once. Very rough crowd, very restless. You have to do a good sermon or they'll hop all over you. Anyhow, where are you now? I'm in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, good God, you, you really landed on your feet there. <laughs> Tell me, is it really as false and artificial as everyone says it is? Yes. <laughs> I'd love that. You do get to meet quite a lot of celebrities, though. Yeah? Like who? Kevin Spacey. He's a nice guy. Don't know him. What about Val Kilmer? I believe he's a complete bastard. (laughs) (laughs) With a proposition. With a proposition. So he he hasn't made his uh, intentions clear, and he's sort of been very vague. But he he talks about how there are different markets in uh, America for the... the, In Utah, it's not a very good Catholic Catholic Mm -hmm, market. mm -hmm. And that's because they get a lot of action over there, because they can have six or seven wives. If if you're Mormon. If you're Mormon, Mormon, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's Mormon country, definitely. It is, yeah. I think Mormon would have got sort of, you know, taken off a bit more with you, with that sort of. Uh, that's a lot of action. Is that <laughs> as uh, as Buzz can as Buzz confirms? Well, it's not the only religious tradition where you know polygamy is a thing. Yeah, like it's the only Christian one, though, isn't it? Is it even Christian though? Well, there's a Latter Day Saint, certainly. Oh, Jesus Christ, Latter Day Saint. Yeah, but that's sort of like technically, I don't know. There's. They're sort well, of Christian, but maybe not entirely. I don't know. It's a bit of a. Don't, don't yeah. I mean, they don't. Uh, well, that's you're probably right because the church probably doesn't come under the umbrella of like conventional Christianity in terms of like the Anglican communion. And here I go back to my religious past. <laughs> this is um, where our <laughs> our meeting on religious TV programming <laughs> <laughs> um, comes out for us to make yeah. the podcast really exciting. Yeah. Well, gambling about God. Yeah, let's just say it's a little bit different. You know, it's not necessarily the same. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- don't be getting your high horse of oh, we worship better because you know, they all say that. They all do say they that. They do yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. But only we're the right. All the answers. Yeah. We, yeah. And I mean, but when the others say it, they're wrong. 
but when we say we're right that's yeah. the difference yeah, they, they don't know they're wrong so you can't really blame them that right? no you can't yeah. blame them at all sure. yeah. oh god ah god yeah. exactly exactly, exactly. Which, which god the right yeah. one god if, if we're right just give us no sign exactly well there you go then. there you go then yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the moon seems to be getting bigger. <laughs> it's actually growing. It looks very small from here. No, I was only joking. It's yeah. Anyway, go on. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah oh, there you okay. go. So you're, you're, you're <laughs> trying to work, you see? Yeah, I totally got it. She got. Yeah, I oh, know. So it's, it's that back and forth rapport you have as yeah. you know, writing partners and stuff. And mm-hmm. see. Uh, but yeah, so Buzz uh, mentions that he went to Wheeling, uh, which Ted suggests is quite like Wicklow. Oh, that was. So <laughs> <laughs> as a Wicklow woman myself. I found that very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and have you been to Reno yourself? I have not been to. Well, why would I need to go to Reno? I've been to Wicklow that's and yeah. Arklow. That's true. And Carlo. Yeah. All, all the O's. Uh huh. Yeah. And what does he say? He says something like, "You have to, you have to have really good sermon there, isn't it?" Or what does he? Yeah. Say? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of competition there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Reno. The only reason, the only reason I know Reno is because the first Sister Act film was set in Reno. Yeah. Remember, remember oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Sister Act. The, the first, so the first one was a classic film. Yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant music. Greatest little mm-hmm. city in the world. Yeah, like generally a lot of like my favorite like Motown hits. I, I only got to know them through that film, and just sort of stuck in me ever since. There you go. Do you know when they sort of pre, uh, you know, repositioned them so it became uh, it became about God rather than about you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up learning all the, I wouldn't say wrong lyrics, but the repurposed lyrics. Uh, but yeah, and Beverly Hills, which of course is where Fresh Prince is from, and the cops, like Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, back to Eddie Murphy again. Um, Fresh Prince is from Bel Air. Yeah. It's not Beverly Hills. Bel Air, no. not in Beverly Hills? They're like near each other. Oh, okay, right. Is that one of the satellite uh, communities that Chad is going to go to? It's just like another, well, I think, I, I think I'm right. I think, I think they're like two separate areas in Los Angeles. I could be wrong. Been there recently? Why can't I remember? What were we there for? The holiday or? Uh, yeah, business? it was big. No, it was a big. It was a holiday. Oh, okay. Honeymoon. Honey, it was yeah, it was a honeymoon. It was. Oh, everyone was there. Was there? I was there on you know. Was there on honeymoon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah. Although the Los Angeles leg of the trip was the, like, was the sick, the sick leg where I got really ill. Did I not tell you about that? No. Oh god, it was terrible. We were like traveling down the west coast. It was absolutely brilliant. It was brilliant. Janice is listening. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> and then um, we, oh, yeah, I just got like some kind of a bad like vomiting bug, and it was, <gasps> and it was the amusement park day. So we were on like <gasps> our, yeah. So we were, we you were, were on a roller coaster. <laughs> <in> a <laughs> we, so we, it was like four, like midsummer, forty-four degrees heat, practically. Oh god. And we got to Six Flags, and Janice was very excited about this. Like you know, so Six Flags is kind of like the Warner Brothers. Um, or Tiny Tunes kind of theme park, whatever you know, major like and loads of Marvel um, themed roller coasters and stuff like that, like huge, like you know, big, decent roller coasters. Um, and we got there, and I was like, you know, all gung ho, but obviously probably like vomiting and having a temperature, and I just oh like no. basically had to, like it was so it wasn't there was like not even any relief in the shade, you know what I mean? So I just kind of had to like sit in the corner while my husband ran around the theme park and just went on roller coasters repeatedly <laughs> um, until I actually couldn't like, last any longer. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say, did you actually go on the roller coaster? I wouldn't have advised you. Well, no, I went in a couple. I was like, yes, I'll give it a go. Um, and that didn't work out so well for me. So did, I Did you have like a problem moment? Or? D- d- well, I never vomited on anybody else. Okay. There we go. Well, at least, at least yeah. At least yeah. you did that. 
Um, but Dennis came back like off the Green Lantern at one stage and I was gone from the spot that he had left me in probably like half dying and he was like oh my god somebody's like come along and taking her away <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to find her it's just and then he looked around and he saw the shortest queue and he joined that and he said I'll find her afterwards yeah, <laughs> just, if I can just sneak this yeah. in yeah uh, but the, the whole conversation they have uh, it rea- reflected this attitude in Ireland of magic America yeah, that used to yeah, be yeah. very prevalent. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's quite as prevalent as much anymore since Iraq and George Bush and potentially Donald Trump and everything. Yeah. But there was like I remember as a kid, like everything about America was so amazing. Like, yeah. Um, well, it's because you saw so much of America on TV that you, yeah. thought, you, you thought it must be. Well, exactly. Like I thought, and I it was so different to where you know you were. Yes. Well, I I generally thought like all houses in America were like the Home Alone house. Yeah. And the yeah. father of the bride house, which were these massive big mansions. Like but also, when we were, you know, Ireland, Ireland was much, much poorer than it is now, yeah, and America yeah. was only in its decline of the sort of being the promised land for a lot of immigrants that mm-hmm. it ha- that has gone on since then. So it was. What's this? What there's some? What's the film where the guy, where the girl goes, oh, "I'm going to the states," and your man's like, "Oh yeah, deadly. The states is deadly." It's the end of some some Irish film. I can't remember which one it is now. But it's, it's that, but, it's that, but it's that thing where, she, where she's going oh where are you going oh the States oh yeah the States is, the States is great is it recent I, yeah, it, I mean that sounds like loads of films no no but there's a produ- yeah, yeah, no no but there's a produ- but it, the, the, that's the, there's a joke in it though about that where like he, that's all he can say yeah. and she, like that it's so much the accepted thing yeah I want to go to the States oh yeah me too oh yeah the States the States is great but neither of them know anything about it it's oh just yeah, 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 like, yeah 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 well there, there was a there was a uh, film in America uh, by Jim Sheridan Sheridan yes mm-hmm. uh, brilliant film about Irish immigrants and mm-hmm. their was it Jim and his daughter was Kirsten Sheridan did she direct it as well I think the two of them did I don't or did she direct it I don't know but Jim, I thought Jim Sheridan directed it I might be wrong with that yeah. Uh, but yeah it was all about the sort of the actual experiences of mm-hmm. immigrants mm-hmm. came to America in sort of modern times and it was a great film like um, but yeah no it was uh, like Blur had a song called Magic America which sort of reflected mm-hmm. that idea as well because my aunt, my grand aunt, uh, moved to England uh, between the wars and actually married like, an English, uh, I think he was an RAF soldier and he went to serve in World War II and everything. Uh, and I, I was living for a while, I was in London mm-hmm. uh, about two or three years ago and she used to say that if, if she, she got sort of uh, looked down upon because she went to England whereas other family members went to America and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, he's, he's away over in America, oh. He's he's wonderful. He's doing great for himself, and you know, yeah. even though she was she was like you know a working nurse and she mm, had, you know mm-hmm. she had a perfectly happy life in England. It was like oh she's she's going over to England, sure. Well, it maybe just it seemed well. I suppose for many reasons, go, get, getting to England was probably easier because you probably knew more people. It probably didn't cost as much. Well, yeah, um, and it was you know easier to come back. Whereas if a person like managed to get to America and then because those journeys were hard yeah they were like four or five weeks on the boat yeah and then you know and and, you know seemed to be making a life for themselves but the thing is back then it's not as if they would have had the same sort you know it's not as if people here would have had the same sort of access to how people were getting on Um, so exactly so so somebody could be telling you everything you want to hear and more um, and maybe it's very far from the truth yeah But but I don't know I still think now that like people have ideas attached to certain parts of America you know what I mean like people still because of the fact that the, the way that the tech industry is or whatever people would still be like oh my god well you know San Francisco you know or California yeah, yeah. It generally is a place to be or to go or to frequent 
well, because there are so many, you know, international, you know, events and, you know, major companies that are there. And then I think people still have that massive ongoing love affair with New York that I think will never, ever, ever change. Yeah, uh, I've never, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Really what do you think? the appeal of New York, to be honest. Uh, I've never been, so I, I can't say anything about it. Do you live in New York for your... I do. And for two years. It? Two years. I absolutely loved it. I oh, did you write it? I think New York's a great place. But I think New York will, you know, it's it's so expensive to be there now. Yeah, it's the same as London, like, so... Mm. Yeah, except it's way nice. It's a way better city than London. It's a much nicer energy about it. Really, right? I think so. Yeah, I find London quite a. I mean, not that there's loads of cool stuff happens in London all the time, but I just find when you go to London, it's a place where everybody on the tube is like trying not to make eye contact with each other. And if a drunk gets onto the tube, everybody is like pretending they're not yeah, there, even though they, <laughs> even as they puke on themselves and wee, and everyone can smell them. But nobody, there's no kind of eye contact and you know s- you know yeah, keeping your, your your giggles yeah. down whereas like in i in new york would be more like i mean do, you know you 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 would acknowledge those things it's, it's, it doesn't seem quite as buttoned up and, and right, friendly okay. in place um, i don't think well the impression that people give me of new york is that everyone's just a bastard to each other like no, no no i don't think so well as in like you know what are you doing when I'm driving here? Do you know that sort of Oh yeah, they uh, might they're very impatient, <laughs> but yeah. they'd be nice to you. Like they at least they talk to you. Right. They okay. might be shouting at you. I had one of those moments I mean, you know, you can have those moments here. I have had that moment in Belfast on the way over here earlier on right, when okay. somebody in was driving in front of me and they were either actually asleep at the wheel or completely drunk. And I was definitely, definitely What are you doing? Yeah. Um and staring at the window. So I mean, no. You go then. Yeah, so I was impatient. So it's everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, th- but that's that's a sort of you know in Ghostbusters when he says it's it's every New Yorker's God-given right to be a dick to each other, yeah. like so. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but I find London great. Like I thought everyone in London was a bit of a very warm sort of uh, vibe to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I can't compare it to New York. Uh, but with uh, Ted once, uh, Ted once posted spill the beans. Uh, about all the celebrities that he's met. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that Val Kilmer is a complete bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, he's a New Yorker. <laughs> Wasn't there, but there was I'm some, sure. at the time when that came out, there was some story about Val Kilmer being a bastard. It was, I can't remember specifically now what it was, but there was some, there was some, it was... It well, was, it would have been around right at the time that Val Kilmer would have been in the remake of The Saint. I remember yes, that. Yes, okay, yeah. yes. But I just remember at the time, it, that, and I'd say that was the joke, because it was one of those things at the time that everyone was saying... Oh Val Kilmer, he's a total, he's a total bastard. Well, Do you remember the way a few years ago it was your man Christian Bale? Everyone was going on Christian yeah, Bale's yeah. a total dick. So I think it was going like I think he, he mm-hmm. it, it wasn't he he wasn't plucking Val Kilmer out of the air. That was just what everyone was saying that at was the time. The, Whether yeah, or not yeah. it was true, I have no idea. And right at the time, Kevin Spacey would have been huge because probably American Beauty was out and he well, probably like just won an Oscar. Or I something. was going to mention that. Beauty was out in 1998. It came out in 99. Oh, so did it? Yeah. Quite a household name oh, right over here, but he had he had done quite a few films. Oh, remember the Usual Suspects? The Usual Suspects. Maybe that's what I was talking about. But it, like, he kept his name out, out of the... No, he didn't. It was seven he kept his name out of uh, because he didn't want to spoil the twist. I hope I didn't spoil the twist for anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin Spacey was in seven. I didn't know that. Did you not know that? Moving swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. Fine, seven year fine. Old <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously now Kevin Spacey is a household name because uh, uh, well, House of Cards and even, even though he took like 10 years out of film for a, you know for the most part. But uh, yeah, no, Val Kilmer, he... he he just had a sort of artistic temperament, did he? See, he was he was a big player in that Batman Forever film, and then he didn't ask him back for mm. Batman and Robin. So whether oh that had something to do with it. Mm. 
but <laughs> curiouser and curiouser. Yeah. See, to me, it's, I just imagine him in Top Top Gun. Well, he hasn't done much since then. Since Top Gun, no. well, since you know, he was pretty good in Top Gun, so I don't think he needed to prove himself after that. Well, he had a, he had a good few films. I can't think of them off the top of my head now, but uh, I do remember seeing him and being impressed quite a few times, like so. But yeah. the Iceman in Top Gun, that's the pinnacle of Al Kilmer. As a, as a heterosexual male, it, uh, it's weird that I've never seen Top Gun. Like, everyone sort of just goes, you've never seen Top Gun? It's like, no, it's like, it doesn't It's not weird oh, as a heterosexual male, though. Well, it's like, like every, it's every sort of gathering of, you know, the sort of lads, if really? you want. Really? They, they all, all watch Top Gun? Because, like, yeah. I think of it as being filmed that, like, that girls watched to so they could look at handsome men. Like, well, yeah. Uh, mm. Well, I don't know. Everyone's like, just, like I mean, girls, like as in fourteen. I mean, girls. have you gone through your like fighter pilot phase? Because maybe when you get to that, then yeah. you'll want to see it. Yeah. Well, I haven't. No. No. Well, there no, you go. Really then there you go. You have yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So and you know, Christmas is coming. Well, yeah, exactly. It's more than likely going to be on at least twice. If somebody wants to get me an F fourteen jet, I'll happily oblige. There's a roof I can land <laughs> on. Yeah. An F fourteen jet model. No, yeah. I want the actual jet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, haven't seen twice. Uh, Top Gun. There you go. Anyway, uh, Dougal uh, mentions that uh, the first thing he hears about America is Kurt Cobain, and, so, and uh, how he shot himself. How did he manage to survive that? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, pretty good. Yeah, well, it was. Uh, well, it sort of feeds into the the sort of the half theme of the episode of just overall depression and stuff, and Kurt Cobain, uh, obviously, and suicide. Yeah, and. Uh, Obviously, it's probably the most visual. Op- optimistic suicide, though, from Dougal's point of view. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah shoot yourself in the head with a shotgun. I do know another joke about, uh, about Kirk Cobain, if you want to hear it. Again, it's a bit offensive. Okay. What was the last thing to go through Kirk Cobain's head? I uh, know. I uh, know. Come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> I said it was going to be offensive. <laughs> uh, You're going to have to leave. I can't leave, it's my flat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can storm out in a big dramatic uh, huff if you want. Uh, but Ted loves pheasants, uh, as does his meals, according to Mrs. Doyle. What, what do you think she's going to be feeding them? Fox or something? <laughs> I thought a fox, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. yeah, I didn't get that it was a fox. I thought it was a person. <laughs> as a special treat, Mrs. Doyle is going to treat them to like a cannibalistic casserole. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I didn't follow the thought up very much, but I was thinking, who ate the pheasant now? (laughs) 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 But Mrs. Doyle is quite sinister, and it wouldn't really surprise me, actually, if she killed someone and served it up as pretended it was something else. That is that is a that is a side of Mrs. Doyle we haven't been privy to yet. (laughs) What's that impression? Yeah, I just think she's. I just think she's. You don't feel like you see enough of the whites of her eyes. Yeah, I just think, <laughs> I just think there's there's an evil side to her. There's a dark, there's definitely a dark side to Mrs. Doyle. Well, okay. we, we don't know anything about her outside of the exactly, exactly, uh, exactly. She mentioned she has a sister in this episode. And why are there yeah. so? F- why are yeah. there? So, yeah, and why are there so few parishioners? Hmm. Not true yet. Yeah. Maybe there used to be a lot. That's why they have three priests. It's like all oh, keep disappearing. <laughs> one by one. And it, yeah. Yeah, I see. It's becoming very League of Gentlemen yeah. again. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, Mrs. Doyle has to use a power tool to cut uh, Father Jack's nails. Mrs. Doyle, you're not going to cut his nails now, are you? I have to, Father. He's been worrying the armrests again. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, Buzz, just slip this on. <laughs> anyway, you were saying... Uh, 
Yeah, I was curious. Uh, how much money did this parish bring in last year? How much money? God, I don't know. <laughs> Another bloody window gone. I suppose we take in about 150 pounds, maybe 200 pounds. Mrs. Doyle, aim into the wall, please. 200 pounds, huh? What's that? Uh, not even $400. You know what I do with $400? I wipe my ass with $400. Good God. And can that still be used as legal tender? God, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was... Uh... I thought it was a sander. She's got a sander out before, like a power a power sander, but it's not. It's some sort of some sort of clipping. Yeah, some sort of chopping device. Yeah. Because those those nails they ricochet off. Well, they don't even ricochet off. They go like right through. Yes. Yeah. Uh, every well, glass implement in the room. It, uh, it's another one of our windows to the soul where the window gets broken again. Uh, so the, one of one of Jack's uh, nails does go through, and it was some quite quite a high velocity mm -hmm. line. Yeah. The and nails is a recurring thing, though, isn't it? How, how she cuts his nails. I don't. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, well, just it's general overall hygiene. Yeah. Level, it's, uh, but I love what she says. Like they're worrying the armchair. You know, when he's like drawing yeah. <laughs> it. It's such a it's such a mommy or an old thing to say. You know, they're worrying the armchair. They're not wrecking it. Uh, I was wondering what, what word she used. Like as if that was the word for like scratching away or something. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, you know, she means they're destroying the armchair. She's wrecking mm -hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. The price turnover is very low, uh, two hundred pound, or about four hundred dollars. Yeah. Which uh, do you reckon that's per? I, I was trying to figure out if that was per year or per week. Oh, he's talking about the Sunday the collection. Sunday collection. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, do you know what you do with four hundred dollars if you're in Beverly Hills? And, a, and you were Buzz Cagney. And you were Buzz Cagney. You'd wipe your arse. <laughs> You'd wipe your arse with it. Yeah. And the, I think this is like one of the best lines. The it's, whole, it's the line of the show. Yeah. <laughs> the whole program where Ted is like, really? Is it still legal tender? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Well, yeah. But I've been watching Narcos recently on Netflix. Oh, watching it. It's about uh, Pablo Escobar. And, uh, Using wads of cash to wipe his bum. Well, not quite, no. But, uh, <laughs> only mostly. Oh, only mostly. Well, he, he had so much cash, he genuinely had run out of things to do with it. Like, he was giving it all away, but he still didn't know where to put it. So he just started burying it everywhere. And just very recently, actually, I think last week, uh, somebody, a farmer, just found about you know $600,000 or something of US currency. But the, the show explained, uh, in, like, in the first episode, the reason the Americans got involved at all, like, like it really wouldn't be a problem for them only for the fact that all the American dollars were actually disappearing from the yeah, country yeah. and that became you know Uncle Sam's problem then so yeah but why don't you, why don't you go after Father <laughs> <laughs> Buzz Cagney for his uh, for his desecration uh, oh yes and he, he shows on a brochure uh, of uh, St John's Parish in Bel Air and he <laughs> says uh, well things it's a bit out of date now some of the, the ladies serving those drinks would be in their 20s yeah, yeah. What, which implies that there's minors serving drinks in St. John's Parish. They're, you can't drink until you're 21 in California, I believe. So mm, God, they, I'm sure they can't serve it. It's morally dubious from loads of points of view. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Well, if that had become out, that would have been a major scandal. The Catholic Church would have trouble getting away from it. Yeah. I know, but presumably it is. They are sort of prefiguring the whole, the actual scandal then. Yes. That's yeah, makes yeah. sense. Well, <laughs> in, a in a nice, friendly, sanitized kind of in way. In a nice, friendly, yeah. sanitized kind of way. But those are the things that at the time you would have been like, ha, ha. Uh, and now you're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, they, we, that's probably true. Well, they were they were touching upon it, and mm. like I I can't remember what contemporary contemporaneously it was like, but 
you know, people had a big idea at the time. Whereas mm. in America, apparently, it still hadn't sort of broke the story, mm, mm-hmm. even though it was actually had it broken just in nineteen ninety-eight. Well, it's. I mean, from I, what other I'm than that, we all knew an old story mm. about it. You know. Well, I think investigations had begun because uh, the investigations were taking taking like years, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they hadn't had any major investigations, even though it obviously transpired in Boston and there was a mm-hmm. massive one, and then all over the country and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, so they like didn't have their major scandal, and I think uh, I have seen it theorized that that's why Father Ted didn't take off in America is quite as much is because there was still this reverential, mm-hmm. um, like total reverential uh, relationship to the Catholic Church. Like even even the West Wing, which was made in '98, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, the, the president is a Catholic and mm-hmm. he's a practicing Catholic, and it's very it's very you know uh, there is a lot of spiritual and religious stuff he goes through in the show. Uh, so like they still had, you know, it's still a very religious society as well. Like so oh yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. So that's I think that's why it didn't. So if they had found out they were serving minors, minors were serving drinks, that would have been a scandal. Like that could have yeah. toppled them. Uh, them. But. Uh, now, that's us assuming that they were alcoholic drinks because the miners could have been serving tea. That is true. Yeah. That no. is true. Well, we all went there. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had their own housekeepers like Mrs. Doyle. Yeah, yeah, true. true. In training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Ted gets the good news uh, <laughs> that the, he's actually got accepted to America. Uh, unfortunately, Father Kevin says he wants a bit of help, you know, battling his inner demons. I just want to thank you for talking me off the ledge the other day. It was very good of you. I can't pretend that I'm any happier, I'm afraid. The world still seems dark, unpleasant place. Yes! <laughs> have to get all my stuff brought over, but that won't be a problem. Ah, Kevin, hello. What can I do for you? Uh, well, it's just, I, I feel as if I should tell someone where my thoughts have been leading me these past few weeks, down some very dark and disturbing alleys. I think I'm experiencing what you might know as the dark night of the soul. Hold on a second, Kevin. Do you mind if I put on some music? <laughs> No, uh, I've, I've begun to be plagued by doubts. Doubts about, oh God, I mean, wh- what if none of it's true? <laughs> oh, who's the black private dick sex machine with knowledge? It's Shaft! <laughs> Sorry, Father? This is such a good song! <laughs> I just keep thinking about all the awful things that happen to people. War, famine, that whole mirror pension funding. <laughs> it just makes me despair. Shaft! I love this bit. I do, I, I do like this song, actually. Ah, it's, uh, it's terrific. Mrs. Doyle got in the car boot sale. Shut, shut, shut. <laughs> you were saying, Kevin? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'd better be going home anyway. Thanks, Ted. Listen, do, do you want that 20? Yeah, actually, keep it. Really? All right, thanks, Ted. No problem. So he goes to he goes to Ted. And he uses the phrase "dark night of the soul." Have you ever heard that phrase before? Yes. Uh, in that context, because I've heard it as an album cover. I think it's by Norris Barkley. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but "dark night of the soul." I've never never heard it described like that. I've heard it like "the black dog" or 
No, I think I've heard it before. I can't even think of the context, but it's... No, you've definitely heard it before. And it definitely has some kind of, like, literary or... Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a spiritual it. origin. Right, okay, right, right. Oh, it's probably Shakespeare or something as yeah. obvious as that. Yeah, yeah, I think probably. it's... Yeah, but it's something over there. Well, but you knew what he was talking about. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, he came in. He just said that, that mm-hmm. they haven't like been having uh, bad thoughts and have been going on a bad path. It's been, you know, taking me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like depression. It, it, I didn't. I didn't realize this episode was so. Obviously, I knew that he was a suicidal priest, but mm-hmm. they actually go very deep into it, uh, mm-hmm. and they do sort of tackle it, which I don't think many sitcoms were doing at the time. No. Uh, it was you know, not with such you know, up upfront about it, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so t- Ted tries playing some music and he plays in the classic. <laughs> this will go in the CD collection. Uh, this theme from Shaft by Isaac Hayes. Uh, Not only does he play the record, he treats him to a little dance. He does indeed, yes. Yeah, and uh, all of us to a little dance. Yeah. But he's not even playing that to cheer him up, is he? Because he's not even listening to what Tommy Turner is saying. Tommy Turner is telling him about his dark night of soul, and Ted is like, Yay, I'm going to America! <laughs> Woo! And then just sticks on the theme from cha- Shaft and, and just starts dancing. And it's so funny because he, he, he like bounces up and he's like, Right, you know, I'll have to pack everything. Oh, that'd be fine. And then he's like, come on now, Kevin, tell me, you know, what what can I do for you? You know, like pivots and then like, you know, goes back into priest mode for about 10 seconds yeah, and yeah. then jumps up and starts playing Shaft again. Which yeah. <laughs> well, Sh- Shaft is a great song. Uh, it is a great yeah. song. But it's actually it's theme from Shaft. The, the it's the great, it's a great yeah. dance yeah. that he does. It is a great dance. It's so funny. But uh, <laughs> And it was really it's, nice it's to see... It's the power of his hair again. It's really nice to see Dermot Morgan doing... Because he's a straight man in so much of that. Yeah. And then to see him just, just kind of cutting loose and going mad is, yeah. I thought, was really, oh, really nice. Some of the best bits in Bobby Ted are the physical comedy. Like yeah. some of the one liners, I mean, you remember, or, you know, the characters or the accents or, you know, that kind of thing, or, or, or the storylines, but just some of the physical comedy is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. And uh, literally before he came in, actually, I just watched the wee thing on all four, uh, the pigs thing, because mm-hmm. I'd actually avoided watching until it finished this episode uh, and they were saying that they hadn't discovered that Polly McLean was such a really good physical actor mm, mm-hmm. oh she's yes. hilarious yeah uh, and they, they, I think they really like they might we discussed they different types of comedy and yeah physical comedy is like one of their big ones like mm. but they were a bit embarrassed about the amount of people that just went through windows in the first series uh, <laughs> but so but uh, yeah the uh, <laughs> playing the music worked for them though uh, which it, it helps me when I'm you know in a funk I do actually have playlists uh, called Pump You Up Playlists Oh yeah. For the women in a you know in a bit of a shitty mood. Oh totally. There's like, you know, feel good Friday play play playlists and all that kind of stuff. And actually, one of the things that Dee and I first bonded over was we were sitting across <laughs> we were sitting across an office, and Dee had her headphones in, and I was like sort of like on the diagonal from her, and I could just hear, I could just hear, <laughs> just hear a big song blaring out of her ears, and I emailed her, and I was like. Do you want to know what love is? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the song that you were listening to, and you were like, "Yeah, Power Ballad Friday." Of course I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, see, my, my ones are very aggressive, and uh, I, I need that. I need that sort of aggressive energy. Like I need Rage Against Machine or Marilyn yeah. Manson or something, just mm. to sort of really pump me up. There's a, there's a song by Smashing Pumpkins called Bodies, which is just pure like hard rock aggression, and that's what I need just to get the blood flowing mm-hmm. again. Uh, and uh, it was very interesting to note that the the crowd, the live studio audience, applauded uh, the fact that it was it was helping them, and that they didn't laugh or anything. They, mm-hmm. they actually give a round of applause, mm-hmm. which they haven't done on any other point of the show that I've seen. Are you talking about the round of applause as Tommy Tiernan left the room? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I, I was sort of like, oh, you know, they sort of like signifying that as like the end of his 
his cameo or I was trying to think of <clears throat> what would Tommy Tiernan's profile have been like at the time he might have, yeah. was it, would he have been would he have been known at that stage or was he still kind of breaking out I can't remember but he um, would have been known but, but obviously just, not as big as he is now but when Tommy Tiernan does start sort of like you know dancing and doing the little yeah. head, head moves at the table like it's, it's so subtle and then it builds to something well, I was Bri- about to say, yeah. it's it is brilliant. It's a really nice little moment. Well, his performance is actually perfect for how subtle it is. Like, mm-hmm. and it's such a, uh, you know, an antithesis of his stage persona, which is this big, loud sort of mm-hmm. shouty. I actually, I actually don't like his stand up that much because I think he's just he just tries to get laughs by just shouting what he's saying mm-hmm. rather than saying anything funny or you know, but all my friends love him like, and he's uh, you know he's obviously very successful. Mm-hmm. But I thought his performance in this and and it did. That little, you know, he just nodded his head. It's like, uh, uh, actually, and it, it, like he stuttered over, actually, I do like this song. Mm-hmm. And uh, he allowed himself to sort of, you know, let, let the music sort of take him. So, uh, but Ted, Ted just burst out the news to Dougal that he's so excited he's getting to America. And <laughs> Dougal, so his first impression is, uh, oh, great, so when are we going? <laughs> Dougal says, what are you going to, what are you going to do there? Or to do what? And then Ted's like, Oh, to, to, be, a to be a priest and Dougal goes oh sure great sure that's pretty much what you do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah yeah. This Dougal Dougal doesn't seem to realise what the uh, what the role of a priest is at all yeah. like, I think he's just going with the flow most of the time yeah. he, t- he takes it in baby steps I mean there's the, er- the, the other bit earlier on in the episode where um, <laughs> where the oh it's, it goes back to where the guy is asking him know what in God's name was that sermon about and Ted's like well I suppose it was kind of and then he goes Dougal, do you remember what it, what it was about? I think this is the moment. And, and Dougal goes, nope, couldn't tell you. I was spending too much time trying to look holy. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like the bare minimum of like priestliness that I need to do in order to be priesty in my priesty life with you, the other priests. Well, I was an altar boy for about two months uh, when I was about seven or something. And after what did you do to get kicked out? I just stopped going to mass, to be honest. But uh, it was, we like during... You had certain points you had to ring a bell uh, and you sort of got to know them after you watched somebody else do it and then everyone sort of went up to the altar and sort of well they went down and they kneeled down in front of the tabernacle and stood there in silence and nobody ever told me what they were supposed to be doing at that point uh, it sort of occurred to me about five years later oh yeah we were supposed to be praying or something <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. so I was just I was just doing that just concentrating and looking holy like because yeah. that's you know or else you're gonna you don't want to rock the boat like you, you want to get those weddings because that's where you get the tenor tips and stuff so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so you have to you know you have to look the part you still do look holy though so it obviously worked well yeah oh, you retain yeah. something yeah, yeah. it's just that's a spiritual vibe of yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> the enlightenment and then Ted realises oh no they're all going to want to go and he just envisions uh, envisions uh, Dougal as a puppy dog with his in a red vest in the, in, the wee, uh, in the wee tank top yeah <laughs> and then he looks around at Mrs Doyle <laughs> and this is when Mrs Doyle starts talking because she because there's another suicide joke because she starts going oh god if I thought I wasn't going I I'd probably kill myself yeah exactly and he's like what and then and then she, then Ted's like I can't believe you said that and then she's just like well it doesn't matter though because I am going yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah she sort of like emotionally guilt tripped him into sort of yeah. bring her along uh, but when she hears she's going to America and again the magic America thing she goes catatonic yeah like, yeah. <laughs> but the best bit is when because he's like oh yeah and Dougal and, 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 and Mrs Doyle and then Mrs Doyle says a thing about how Father Jack loved and you just see him like oh I have to be Father Jack yeah. well. like whatever yeah. about the other two yeah yeah but it's all over but, now but it's Father Jack it's like Frank like fully beautifully oh, you know, polished Frank Kelly just yes. like 
being American. Singing to him, yeah. American version. Cleaned up on crooning is what I put here. Yeah. I had to find a song. It's called I'll Be Seeing You in Apple Blossom Time. Uh, which Barry Manilow has recorded and I assume that's the one he's singing over unless he's actually singing live which I it sounds magical and it sounds America to me so it's mm. Manilow yeah, yeah so but Mrs Doyle she was like a little funny sweetheart was it supposed to be like was it supposed to be like a Red Riding Hood or what do you call it Little Miss Muffet or something or um, yeah she kind of looks like Dorothy Dorothy Gale um, like, no, like Dorothy the Wizard of Oz, Oz. Yeah. no I think Dorothy Gale that, is that not right yeah, it is doesn't matter, Dor- Dorothy. Yeah. Like, well, I'm thinking. <laughs> Dorothy, I'm more comma from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm more familiar with the Return to Oz film that was made in the oh. 80s. God, that's really scary. That was scary mo- as fuck. Yeah, it's really scary. Uh, and it's really good though. Mombi, I think, is the enemy's name. Yeah, the, ba- the bad witch's name. Ugh. And she she gets up with her head like severed Ugh. and starts walking around, but she keeps shouting Dorothy Gale. Oh. I think so. I might be oh wrong with that. Oh God, she does. You're yeah. right. Yeah, but we're talking about the Wizard of Oz. Okay, the Return yeah. to Oz. Not the Return. Not the Return. The, the original Wizard. Uh, oh yeah. So then Father Kevin, uh, his his day brightened up. He gets on a bus, and the driver asks, "Can he can he put the uh, music on?" Uh, unfortunately, the music is queued up to the new Radiohead song, uh, "Exit Music from a Film," uh, which is utterly utterly uh, <laughs> melancholy uh, choice of song. It probably it probably didn't help the image that Radiohead were a depressing band, mm, uh, mm-hmm. but they're actually they're not actually that repre- depressing if they're just misunderstood. Mm-hmm. They have a song of one of the recent albums called Jigsaw Falling Into Place, uh, and it's about a date going right, which you wouldn't expect. Like it's like uh, the whole lyrics are just like no, every, that's every, every Coldplay song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's actually one of their best songs. Really, really? Uh, yeah. There's brilliant guitar riffs. And it's better than Creep. I don't like Creep. No, I think Creep is real. That is a depressing song, and, and it's just it's, it's, well, <laughs> but music musically as well. Like Creep is just so ah, Creep's a good song. Crude for them because they're so much more I expressive have, musically. And now they are, but like Creep was years ago. Yeah. But when it came out, it was amazing. Your well, see, it, it rode on the crest of a wave of going back to Kurt Cobain. Uh, it sort of it got released about a month after he died, mm. so then. Did it? Uh, or something like it was quite soon after mm-hmm. he died, and then uh, you know, the record companies wanted just like another doom rock band mm-hmm. to sort of attach to, oh. uh, to get the you know the, grunt, you're the probably right, angsty actually. American kids. I and remember when he died, and yeah, you're right. I bet it was then. Yeah. Uh, well, it they hit the song. Uh, I think they played it for the first time in about uh, about three months ago for the first time in about twelve years or something. So <laughs> that just shows what they um, know. Yeah, did exactly. You, yeah. Did you notice at that point? So he's like driving on the bus and he goes from like magical technicolor and he just starts like graying down yes, yeah, basically yeah. the colour the colour grade of the whole shot just like turns him into just an corpse. ashen faced yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> ashen faced depressed looking corpse man and on the bus that's the last we see of him so we don't actually know what, what becomes of him when he gets off the bus it was a very uh, it must have been a very lonely bus journey as well because we don't even know, we don't know where he's going but yeah. you imagine it was Does a he long even distance know? Well, back to his parish, I'd imagine. Mm. Like, he got cleared of the 20, 20, 20 pound. One passenger. Yeah, time to buy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of bus journey of my dreams. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, like a big yeah. it's like being in a Homer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With your own private chauffeur. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Except you won't stop where you need him to. <laughs> uh, he will if you press the bell. But he'll, he'll not pull in, you know, pull up the, the streets you want to get off at. He'll, he'll just leave you off the devil. Stop. Yeah. Okay. 
that's probably where I'd have the Hummer drop me off anyway. But like, ah oh, no, just leave me here. It's fine. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't go around. Yeah. It's too much trouble. Don't yeah. go around the road. It'd be a nightmare for you now in the cul de sac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> turn it turn around. around. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, what a great mask. Well, what'd you think, Buzz? Yeah, seeing you out there today, Ted. <laughs> Let me put it this way. I haven't been this excited about religion in 30 years. You really know how to work the rum. Well, you inspired me, Buzz. It was one of those masses when everything went right. I don't know what it was. I was just in the zone. I know they're gonna love you in the States, Ted. You put on a show. But remember, it's a competitive market. You'll be up against Billy Graham and those Nation of Islam guys. You gotta get your audience, you gotta grab them. You know where to grab them. Yeah, by the balls. I was gonna say by the shoulders. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. Fantastic. I just feel like going out and doing another mass right away. Yeah, pace yourself, Ted. I wouldn't do another mass for a week. The way I feel now. I could convert gays. <laughs> uh, but Ted gets, gets a sports massage from one of the other boys. Did you notice? No. Yep. Yeah. He puts a little uh, puts a little towel on his shoulders and uh, you know, starts sort of shopping his back. Yeah. You know, cooling down after the big match. Yeah. It was, it was, it was proper pumped when he. Uh, when and, he was and Buzz is impressed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Was he the Americans above all that sort of stuff? Especially yeah. the sort of business mind Americans, all that sort of. Yeah. Get get your pump on and. Yeah. 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 Uh, Coming out to raucous applause, you know. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure Ted's critic from earlier in the episode yeah. was a bit more. Uh, a bit more and then it's good. It's good when when Buzz is like, I wouldn't do another one of those for a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to piss yourself. Got to keep the talent fresh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get. Well, it, I think it's a bit too late to introduce a new feature to the show, uh, but there has been quite a few fictional books coming up in Father Ted in the recent episodes. But uh, Dougal was reading So You're a Priest Who's Going to America by <laughs> Father J.J. McCormick. <laughs> so he's been swatting up. Uh, yeah. Like you can't say that Dougal wasn't preparing himself. Yeah, uh, it's, good to, it's good to know what's ahead of him. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, he's really taking this seriously, his, his new career move. Uh, uh, and <laughs> we get another mention of the money resting in, uh, in Ted's account. Yes. Not, not from him this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was oh, it's Dougal and Mrs. Doyle this time. No, yes. we know. It's only well, resting. In episode three, uh, Bishop Brennan mentions that he's not getting off the island until he pays back the uh, the money. Uh, and then at the start of series three, we find out that he was actually in a different parish for a while. And he had different financial improprieties that got him sent back to the island again. So, yeah, he, he must, he's clearly making a name for himself with this. Which is uh, his reputation of uh, money money changing hands. He, he probably wouldn't be allowed, he probably wouldn't have credit to handle any more than £200 in cash, do you reckon? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and we know he's really tight as well. Yeah. Because he, cause he, t- he won't let Tommy Tiernan suicidal Father Kevin away with the st- tenor. <laughs> with, with the ten, euro, <laughs> the ten pounds. Well, until he finds out that he's going to America and then he's like, actually it's grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Mrs Doyle, they do a, they make, they make a clean break. Uh, and I want to mention that they, uh, they do make it feel like a final episode. Uh, you know there was this yeah. this theory that uh, they were going to continue if, if Dermot hadn't died I don't think they would have because they clear out the entire room and Miss Doyle takes all the furniture mm-hmm. and burns it <laughs> just yeah. to make sure that they, you know they can never come back uh, but overall from sort of this point of the episode onwards it did sort of feel mm-hmm. like they were saying goodbye almost yeah, or yeah. they were yeah, sort of wrapping things up yeah it definitely did um, and had Dougal suggest that, uh, that uh, Ted is worse than Santa or Ted could be Santa the only b- best news you could get is Ted was yeah, every because every time Ted has had something to tell them recently, it's been the best news ever. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I- again, he went into his compulsive lying earlier in the episode when he says, "You can't come with me 
when I go to the moon. <laughs> when I go into space, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, first you're going to America, then you're going to space, and the next best piece of news that you could tell us is that you're Santa. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not Santa. Are you the anti-Santa? Anti-Santa. Who would that be like? Who would be the anti-Santa? The Grinch, I suppose. The Grinch stole Christmas. Although I heard an ad on the radio earlier on today for like one of the winter wonderlands somewhere. Actually, um, where was it? Maybe it was down when I was down in Dublin. And um, they were like, oh, and you'll meet Santa and the Snow Queen and blah, blah, blah. And even, you know, a surprise appearance from the Grinch. He's not so bad after all. So I was like, all right. So the Grinch isn't even the, vil- the villain anymore. Oh. So, um, so I don't know who the, I don't know, a sad? <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> or apparently in bad Santa, apparently the Santa in that is really bad. Is he? Does he not like get redeemed at the end though? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Apparently, it. it's really good. I'm, I'm doing it to watch it. I haven't yeah, seen Elf too. either. <gasps> Whoa! That's what? Yeah, that's like you've never had Christmas at all. Yeah, it's like that's well, hang on. This was me maybe two years ago. Oh, yeah, I hadn't seen Elf. She's my favorite film. And I mean, I don't. You know, I don't want to. I get the general impression it's Will, Will Ferrell as an elf. That is yeah. correct. <laughs> that is correct. That's I wonder the impression he has too. Um, oh, it's really good. It's really, well, really good. It's so hilarious. Funny. Absolutely hilarious. Like physical comedy in that is just priceless. Oh, and classic, right. classic lines. Just yeah. oh, it's very, it's very good. It's really, okay, well, really feel good as well. And it's yeah. and it's for it's for boys and girls of all ages. Yes. It's one for everybody in the audience. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> both Bosco. And Gay Byrne would love it. You, yeah. There, well, you, there go. you go. Then. Yeah, puppets and people alike. Yeah. And a stamp of approval. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I only saw "It's a Wonderful Life" last year. So I still never seen it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Y- you will cry. That was me last year as well. I saw "It's a Wonderful Life" as well. Oh. It's brilliant. Yeah. You, you will oh, actually yeah. cry. Okay, so I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. As Doctor Christmas, I'm prescribing. It's a wonderful life for you, an elf for you. Right, okay. There you go. But the thing is, we're still in Halloween season here, so can we Just get off the subject yeah, of Christmas? Sorry. I can't oh, believe yeah, they're actually advertising radio. Uh, yeah, 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 well, yeah. you know, getting them in there. Yeah, I know. But, uh, oh yeah, so they go to the airport, uh, Shannon Airport, incidentally. Um, uh, I suppose that would be their local one, but... That bastion of international travel that yeah. it is. We should have gone to Knock. Knock Airport. Knock yeah. International Airport. It'll be quite a, quite a drive from them, because it's way up in... Because they have to get into the mainland and then go all the way up. It's way up in, where is it, James? Up in Mayo. It is way it up is in Mayo. It is in Yes, well fabulous. Don't worry, my Irish job <laughs> isn't that just, bad. Just, <laughs> up, just up there in Mayo, beside Maynooth. Leave <laughs> <laughs> me alone, right? I didn't know where one fucking town was, okay? My Irish geography is actually reasonably good, so there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see you go to the Queen's University <laughs> Irish geography quiz and then we'll see. All right then, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, but I uh, noticed Ted's guitar is wrapped in paper. That won't survive uh, baggage handling. Uh, no, I didn't it was in brown. It was in brown paper. So Mrs. Doyle was like carrying oh, yeah, this yeah. massive like uh, truck trolley full of, full yeah, of uh, yeah. about fifteen suitcases. Uh, was it? And she's in her going away outfit as well. Yeah. It's a dress that we haven't seen during the series at all. It's her proper like. I'm going to the airport. I'm wearing my smart clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they all have the little. Um, Star Spangled Banners, so yeah. cute. <laughs> and uh, Jack's so just cute. in his. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Ted, Ted manages to ditch the others just at the very, very last second as he's about to check in. So he, he carried it out of actually saying they couldn't go and just tried to sort of weasel the way out. I know, it feels treacherous. It does. Because yeah. it, it was treacherous. Well, yeah. Because basically, it. Ted is a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. 
Uh, well, Buzz said to meet him at the to get rid of them and meet them at the airport lounge. Mm-hmm. But we don't actually they, they actually get all the way to the air, the onto the airport onto the airplane. So there's been at least forty five minute gate opening. They've gone through as well while they're still waiting to get served in the tourist office because they didn't know to go to the cafe right next to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, they uh, he, he managed to ditch them anyway. Uh, and Buzz has heard of Ted's dowdy fluff. <laughs> <laughs> so you all set. I am. Damn. I forgot to pack my swimming trunks. What do you want them for? Well, I don't want to go au naturel at the pool. See, I have, uh, <clears throat> I have a bit of downy fluff around that whole bottom area. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I heard about that. <laughs> uh, no, I meant what pool? You don't have a pool. No? <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll have a basketball court. <laughs> Great. That'll keep me fit anyway. <laughs> One of the ways the parish has tried to cool tensions between the gangs in the past is through sports. Stop you there a moment, Buzz. Gangs. Did you use the word gangs there? What does that mean exactly? Uh, well, L.A.'s gang problem is getting slightly better these days. Last year, there were only 5,620 gang-related deaths. <laughs> There's another use of that word gangs they asked you about earlier. Also, I couldn't help noticing that it was followed closely by the word deaths. Yes. <laughs> The good news is that drive-by shootings are down. Right, there I note the word shootings. Buzz? Yes? I quit. I didn't know I was going to America to umpire drive-by shooting tournaments. Stop the plane! It hasn't started yet, Ted. Don't start the plane, I'm getting off. It's globally recognised. It's like a UNESCO heritage site. Exactly, these these priest uh, conferences, they do get the the gossip around, don't they? Mm -hmm. uh, But... uh, Ted start, or both starts unveiling the realities of the parish that Ted's going to. It's not quite the... Because uh, Ted says something about a swimming pool, doesn't he? He goes, yes. oh, I forgot my trunks. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't want to go au naturel in the swimming pool because uh, I've got a bit of dirty fluff up down there. But he's got a basketball court and they do have a lot of outreach. And, that, and that'll keep him fit. Exactly, yes, exactly. Uh, and they have a lot of outreach programs in the... Uh, in the With the gang. Yeah. <laughs> They've only, they've only had, what was it, 5,620 5, shootings or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That's all. Deaths. Deaths. Oh, de- gang-related deaths, that's right. Yeah. But drive-by shootings are down. Yes, that's right, yeah. Is it, but Ted's not there to umpire drive-by tournaments, drive-by shooting tournaments. So yeah. he, he, he cuts himself off. But those numbers are staggering. Like, like that, that's, not exa- that's not an exaggerated number that uh, Buzz said. Is it not? No. Like, the, the, the mortality rate, or well, the homicide rate in America is in tens of thousands per year. I know, it, it, but, the but is he not talking about just that? His, just, he, uh, just, the, LA, just the made-up yeah. parish. Mm. Well, in in LA, that that would be that would be the kind of numbers we're speaking about. Like it, it is. Is it? Yeah. Jeepers. That's mad. Well, and I was listening back to one of the episodes actually on my way to the, the quiz to sort of do a bit of research, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it was actually the day of the Orlando shooting, and in that one week there had been nine uh, mass shootings in America. I know it's mad. There are yeah. many of them. There are. It's uh, crazy. But what that is is usually drive-bys like uh, right. so if they take out four four people that's considered a mass shooting then okay. but it's like the numbers are absolutely you know staggering god we probably don't even know yeah and the population of america is only six times the population of britain like so mm. you know the, i think there's the homicide rate is in double figures in britain like and but more guns is what we need yeah. Definitely. <laughs> i've been thinking about things and i think it would be better if i didn't go to america I think we'd all be happiest where we belong, on Craggy Island. Fair enough, Ted. I didn't really want to go anywhere. (laughs) Oh, Father, you're back. 
What's going on? Ted decided it would be better if we didn't go to America. Really? He's probably right. Hank! Come on, Father, we'll go home and get you a drink. Drink? But I thought you really wanted to go. Yes, I thought I'd be a bit more disappointed. But now that you've told us, I realise that I didn't want to go anyway. Besides, I don't think I can go. I haven't told my sister about it. Come on, Ted, let's go. Oh, yeah, Ted, you're here to stay with me and Mrs. Doyle and Father Jack forever and ever 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 and ever. He comes back and he breaks the news to the guys that are not actually coming. They take it very well, actually. Yeah, that's a totally brilliant thing. I didn't want to go anyway. Yeah. Well, that's Doyle. exactly what they would like. Yeah, it was exactly the right thing for them to all say. Oh, yeah. I didn't even want. I don't care. Like they just. Yeah. It was just because Ted was going. And well, Mrs. Doyle couldn't go. She sent to her sister, as we as we mentioned, and that's that's the only mention we've had of her extended. Fa- she's mentioned her husband once. Yeah. And now her sister. Did she mention her husband? She, and yeah, she says uh, in the my Love episode, she, my little Mayo mammy reminds me of the time my husband. Oh, I said too much. Oh, that's, right. that's all you get. I've forgotten that. And uh, also, when the author, when the feminist author is there, uh-huh. and she talks about the husband having his lad in his hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Waiting stand, for you to degrade yourself. Standing over you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she's very protective of her private life. But uh, I also it, She says that, and then it just hangs in the air. I ha- oh, sure, I can't go because I haven't told my sister. Yeah. <laughs> no response yeah, yeah. at all. But we know what yeah. that means. Well, she would have. We have a sisters. Yeah. Well, she would have, would have written a letter eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll never that know. relationship might be terminado. Yeah. It could be next year. Like, yeah. Bur- like in Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 Oh, start crying now. Is she? Oh God. Is, is Brooklyn is that the Sorcerer Ronan one? Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen it? I saw a trailer for it and it looked. It, it genuinely looked like girl goes to America, girl misses home, girl goes home. That's oh, what the trailer made it look so like. So good, right? It's okay. Really good oh, it is. It's brilliant. Yeah. So Colin Tobin, he's a fantastic writer. Like, right. Story, story is brilliant. The characters are amazing. The acting is good. It's a fabulous looking film. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I must. Uh, yeah. I must uh, watch it. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I try. I genuinely try not to pirate films. So yeah. I have to wait for them to come from like the free services, like the Netflix. Well, not free, but like the Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Those Amazon's. you do pay for. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I can't afford to listen every day. Too poor. I'm a starving it's just, artist. It's just around the corner there. I know, that's, that's the most annoying thing. It's literally about 100 metres away. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but they also, on the trolley, they packed a rake by the looks of things. Like <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like a giant wooden hand. Yeah. It looks it, like a skeleton's hand. I, yeah, that's I, what I thought. It was like, why has it got to this big massive, yeah. like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street sort of looking yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, was, it looked like a rake, I think. But they would never get that on through customs these days, like. Well, definitely not I these know, days. It's different. Yeah. Those TSA wouldn't like that anywhere near them. It's pre nine eleven. Yeah, uh, but then we have the closing montage. No, yeah. Not a dry eye. Not a dry eye in the house. And they yeah. went backwards through each episode of the whole series. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have known that so at all. I wouldn't have known yeah. that. Yeah, I think I think I did read that somewhere before, but it, uh, when I watched it, it was like, oh, okay, that was before that, and that was before that. Yeah. But oh, it like didn't even pick some of the best parts out of. The no, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I presume they must have skipped some because I was like, oh, there's loads of favorite yeah. moments that I w- that are just aren't in it. Yeah, and like sometimes it wasn't even it wasn't even Ted or Dougal or mm-hmm. Doyle in the in the clip, but it did just show you how 
how yeah. much they've actually packed into the show you know, going. seeing like you know the sheep on the boat and yes, seeing yeah. them like suspended on the bench in like the middle of the air and Len Brennan getting kicked Kick up the, the arse, arse and yes. yeah. but they must have not been planning to do any more because you would never do a montage at the end of a series exactly, like that yeah. unless like you said there's the bit when they're leaving the house but speed, fair enough speed they through do, they do end up go, going back yeah. Or like they don't end up, they end up having to go back to the house. But but then there's the montage, so it definitely had a mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. sense of finality. Yeah, exactly. Like See, the, the end of it, the end of series one, there was sort of the idea that Ted was leaving, but he didn't actually leave. Mm. Whereas this one, it felt much more like yeah, yeah, they're they're all leaving, mm-hmm. leaving for good. Um, but they had they've gone on record a few times and said we'd never intend to go the past mm-hmm. three series, mm-hmm. and like going through the podcast, like it had it, it was a danger of getting tired. Like ah, yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah. This this third series, there's a few dot episodes, and the the priest characters are like when they stopped using priest characters. Yeah, That's yeah. when they got their better guest roles. Whereas the priest car- priest characters were a bit more. Um, uh, they weren't quite as interesting or as funny. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I didn't think this was a one of the right episodes. It's like it's. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think there's some like good. There's definitely some good lines in there. Ah, yeah, there yeah. always are. Um, and. It is poignant because of the fact that you know that it is yeah, what it yeah. is, but there are some much funnier. Episodes. Yeah, well, the last the episode I just released this today about half an hour before you came through the door actually was the Owen McLove episode, and that's mm-hmm. that's untouchable. Uh, and yeah, and the Eurovision episode and the Pat Mustard episode and the, go- the yeah. Golden Cleric, my favorite. Well, that, that's the Christmas episode, so yeah. I haven't done that one yet. So I'll be doing. Uh, well, I'm really looking forward to coming back to do that one. All right, cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, my favorite. Ex- brilliant. <laughs> we, we can ch- chat more about Elf then as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's. But I, 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 I haven't seen this episode in absolute years. You said you hadn't actually seen it before. Had you seen it before? This one, I thought I hadn't because I didn't really remember it. And having watched it again, I think I probably had seen it. Oh, I'm sure you. Yeah, had. it's it's not but quite as memorable. But so. I just I just think it was because it was just James was like oh, the one with the suicidal priest, and I was like, nope just don't remember it <laughs> so I thought oh, well, like, but you know the way uh, yeah yeah like years of when I thought I'd seen all the friends about 15 times then sometime, one time you just see an episode and yeah. you're going I actually never saw that one before yeah. I don't know how I managed to because I never watched them one by one I, uh, there was no box out yeah. I just yeah. watched them and they're well, on the well no, that's so. what I was going to ask like wh- when, when Father Ted was out like out first and it was like whatever half nine or nine on, or was it even for ten on channel four on Friday I think so yeah maybe it was half nine and like, or maybe it was Friends on at nine, and then Father Ted was on at half nine, something like that. Like, can yeah, you remember? Friends on Friday night. That's right as can well. Can you yeah. remember if you watched Father Ted as it was going out? No, I don't think I did. Did you not know? I don't think so because I think it was. I think I was in college, so I was always out at the time it was on. I, was yeah. I saw it in repeats and videos and. Well, yeah, that's what I didn't get. Like, it was great for us because I was too young to go out. Uh, so yeah, because like, I remember it was a bit of it was a bit of a like a Friday night ritual with my brother. Like yeah. he would usually have been babysitting me, and I would we would watch it on a Friday night. Yeah, for yeah. friends, and then there was and something then else. friends, and then Father Dad. Yeah, but like that was that was Channel Four's flagship show, and plus their biggest import, and they stuck on a Friday night when surely their total t- target audience would be out drinking. Like we would have thought, like. Yeah, oh, I don't know. No, because RTE was had friends at the same time, and they put it on Monday night, which was mm. yeah. But I suppose like you think about it, and like you know, there's th- those big chat shows that are on on Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. That's like that Alan Carr, Charlie Mann is on Friday night. Yeah, Graham, yeah. Graham Norton's on Friday night. Jonathan Ross on Saturday night. You know, those are the going out nights, but they're also big TV nights as well. Really, yeah. right? Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I guess they are. Yeah, but you think you think like the audience that would be. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I mean, I was the audience that they were aiming for, and I didn't watch it yeah. very often at the time that yeah, it went out yeah. because I was out. Yeah, doing, exactly. Yeah, know, and you didn't have you know catch up services back then, so right. you missed it. You missed no, it. Yeah. but I just but, but because it was Father Ted and because everybody loved it, it, it was it was Channel Four, so they repeated a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody had the videos of Father Ted. Yes, yeah, yeah. The video yeah. with the sets. Like, as I remember, like, everybody's house that you'd go to would have them. I think that Christmas after it came out, everybody bought them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, me and Cahill recorded them as well and just watched them. So, like, you oh, know. was that too. But I just remember everybody having those. I the feel like that, w- like, everybody in Ireland bought them for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. After it came out. Like, on-demand services are amazing now. The, the way you can just, like, go on to yeah. whatever portal it is. And, I mean, even, like, the one that we watched this on I would never usually dip in and I was kind of like whoa look uh, at how much four, is yeah look yeah. at how much is available loads on all four like loads of classic like channel four no. dramas and stuff the clues um, in the name yes exactly yeah. all four but yeah I, I think 4OD was a better name it 4OD was a better name yeah. I can never remember the name of it yeah <laughs> all four is too generic or something or, uh, but I, d- I do remember like I, I wasn't looking forward to this episode because I thought I, it wasn't as funny. I actually, I actually thought it was funnier having watched it than I remember it being. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Um, so it, it sort of won me back. The the guy playing the, the American priest was Cagney. I didn't like his performance. I thought it was just too hammy. Not hammy, but uh, there was nothing special about. Yeah, it. well, not even that. It was it was just too wooden or something. Or yeah, it was like he played the part of the character well, but he didn't. I didn't make you laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was he just did the job he had yes, to do. But yeah. I felt the same about Tommy Tiernan's performance. I thought you've got Tommy Tiernan in this episode, and I don't know. I just think that maybe the thing of doing a, a sitcom about suicide isn't really. It's just not really very funny. I yeah. didn't. I thought there was a lot of stuff in it where you're like, Tommy Tiernan is here, and there's all these things that he mm-hmm. can. But because he's this depressed priest. Mm. You, you can only like so so you, so there was the joke of Shaft with Ted dancing around but but Tommy Tiernan's not doing anything and yeah, I just felt like God you've got Tommy Tiernan in this that you're not making any use of it yeah, really yeah you could have I mean, been one from central casting sort of thing there yeah. was the one bit like you said and that you needed somebody good to do that but I just thought oh I don't know. I just th- I just thought it didn't. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they really brought it off. Mm-hmm. Didn't utilize mm-hmm. it. No, but just yeah. the whole idea of doing an episode about about depression. Yeah, I didn't. I it didn't really work for me. It's kind of like um, they made it like they made it difficult for themselves. Yeah. You know, to have a big finale episode mm. that's depression. memorable, and then to try and do depression and suicide. A suicide yeah. one as well. But like, I mean, yeah. like it's not. It's not like a moralizing campaign piece or anything like that, and it never would have been. But I mean, it's you know the argument that you know. Well, you say it was a moralizing thing. Uh, I actually noticed this time that it is. It, this is the very sharpest they've ever been with their satire against the church. Uh, like the, it's very bi- what I've written is very biting satire of the church's business-like attitude, especially you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When he chats about money and he chats about uh, you know expanding into new markets and stuff, and even the conference itself where he was like. You know, scouting out the next recruit and everything. Uh, you know, it, usually their their satire was very, very sp- spun. Like it was sort of it was spongy, and that it, it it gave you enough information to make your own mind up, rather than rather than uh, sort of hit you over the head with it. Whereas this one was a bit more 
sort of on the nose. Uh, so whether whether they felt like they had to sort of get that done before the end, yeah, headed out to the park in the last episode. Mm, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they did they did try and share the episode with two stories, which they didn't really do before. As in, like that Ted was sort of dividing mm. his loyalties between Father Kevin and Father Buzz mm-hmm. uh, Cagney, whereas usually Ted would deal with one. Mm. Uh, there was a second mm-hmm. priest; mm-hmm. one of the other characters would be dealing with them. Mm. So uh, th- there was that as well, but. It was generally funnier than, than I remember. Like right. I laughed a lot more than I remember doing. But there was a few pages of padding as well. And mm-hmm. it, it was a solid episode, but not spectacular. It'll not be in my top five. There you go. Just yeah. any, any roundup. Uh, and it was your user of the same opinion. I definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I did want to bring up uh, Tommy Turnin, uh, that uh, there's wee factoids. Mm-hmm. You, you both already know this, but in case listeners don't, he went to the same school as Dylan Moran. And he went to Pants and Navin. I think I and did know that. Yeah. And Hector O'Hookagon. Yes, yeah. Uh, TG Cahar. Uh, and uh, Today FM uh, DJ. Oh, really? Right, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Colmer Rourke, GAA uh, Stalwart. Yeah. So it's, it's very, very. Uh, my cousin went there. Very uh, high performing school. He's way over in Canada now doing some engineering or something. And he's your cousin. He's my cousin. So yeah. we yeah. started off already with a feather in his cap. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It was just part of my, you know, the halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the machina, the machina glow. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, that was our episode. And that was our, that was our series. That was Father's Day. That was yeah. Father's Day. Uh, did, you, did you notice if... Uh, Dermot was sick over the course of it because I was actually looking out to see if there's any because like it was literally two days after he had finished out filming this is when he collapsed mm, but did it didn't look like it was a heart attack was it he, apparently he was sick on set oh, but he, he was managed to keep it quiet uh, nobody they, they thought he was just had a bad flu or something but they thought well, well no I think his energy looked really good yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. dance no. and everything exactly and that was the one I was actually going to pick out it didn't look like he was you know, just about mm-hmm. to keel over, and yeah, that was two days after they finished, and they had to push everything back and everything. Really sad. Cause, yeah. So oh sad. yeah, definitely. Oh, he's such a brilliant talent. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, there was a documentary about how he was, you know, knocking on the door for ages around sort of the Dublin media scene, and he, he was just desperate for something to hit big, and he, at least he got it in the end, and he'd always been known for it. Ah, oh, well, you before that, he did Scrap Saturday, so he was already very big and and like. Well, in yeah, the yeah, <coughs> yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, oh no, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I, I didn't know any of the stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, we would have. have You're right. Yeah. Would well, have scrap Saturday, well, sat- scrap, scrap Saturday was a big um, radio program, um, right. political satire, and he it was very, very funny. And he was one of the main. He was one of the main voices on it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he was doing lots of different voices, but you kind of, you know, you would know which ones were drawn. Yeah, right, and right. there'd be other sort of like parody characters that he would do, like um, Father. Father, like, what is his name? Like, Father Trendy. Like, he was <laughs> he was a, a character of, like, Father Brian Darcy. Darcy, you know, that. Um, yeah. he, he does a column this Sunday World. Mm. Yeah, and he, yeah, he does yeah. radio. like BBC radio programs. He's a great pal of Terry Wogan. Okay, so right, we know, okay. like, he's like, you know, so a radio. media priest. But yeah, exactly. Um, media priest. And then, um, <laughs> totally. No, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Well, there's yeah. yeah, there's always ones that have the sort of showbiz uh, yeah. sort of element to it. Mm-hmm. Every so often, I went to a Christian brother's school, every so often they would invite, like, you know, different priests from different mm-hmm. places. Uh, and there was one, the rapping, the rapping rap, was he a rabbi? Uh, well, I didn't actually go to it, out of, you know, pig-headed teenage 
you know, rebellion. Defiance, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're all saying about this rapping rabbi who's who they got a full robes and stuff on, wow. big beard, big long hair and stuff, was able to throw down the beats. And they all loved it the next day. So they, they always have one with a bit of showmanship too. But yeah, so thank you very much for coming down. Oh, it's a pleasure yeah. having us. Good, uh, good chat. Yes. Well, our listeners can find us on Ecumenical Matters, uh, facebook.com slash Ecumenical Matters. Uh, I'm on Twitter at James I. McInesby. Can they find you anywhere? I'm at D. Harvey, D. Harvey. on Twitter. Uh, and I'm at McGeeSquints on Twitter. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, well, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and bless you. Take off.